Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Island Show. Uh, this is the sixth episode. Uh, so I know it's been a while since the last episode of the show, but I am back now with uh, a new episode and uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled to be here. It's, uh, it's been a while. Um, so we have, or oh, I have, a great show planned today. Uh, to many of you that have listened in the past, we've talked mostly about Burundi, but today we're going to try and change gears a little bit and go somewhere else. Uh, some usual requests, if you like the episode uh, or you like the show in general, please share it with your friends uh, on Twitter, Facebook, WhatsApp, or whatever your social media preferences. Uh, it helps when you know I hear people or I see people sharing the show. Uh, that means that they're enjoying it. So please share it. Uh, also, if you have any feedback, uh, please let me know. My Twitter handle is the same, at Alan Dai. Uh, that's the same as my Snapchat, and I'm on Facebook as well. So today I am excited, especially, I know I'm always excited for every episode, but I'm excited especially today because I have a very special guest. She is without a doubt my favorite Zimbabwean. Uh, my lovely girlfriend, Dombizai, is going to be doing the show with me today. And she's here to talk about uh, a couple of things, but mostly about the this flag movement. Uh, if you've been on the internet, you've probably seen it around, so... Uh, it's going to be good. And uh, one other thing is that she's also my first in-studio guest. So to many of you that have listened to past episodes, you probably uh, noticed the difference in quality because she's right here. So everything hopefully will sound good. Welcome to the show, Rumbi. Thank you. And um, the quality will go up by me just being here, <laughs> not, <laughs> not just being in the studio, just my presence. As you, you, know. as you can tell, she's uh, very humble. Uh, that's why I love her. <laughs> very, very humble. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm really excited for you to be here. We've planned this for, for a while. Yeah, and I've been procrastinating just because I've had a lot going on, but it's really great to be here, finally. Okay, good, yeah. good. Uh, welcome. And this is your very first podcast, right? It is, and this room is so cool. Like <laughs> it's really cool. Well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast world. So, uh, as I'm sure you're, to many people of you that are familiar with, uh, with the podcast, uh, I've been doing this for uh, the past five episodes. Uh, I mean, if you listen, you probably know that I talk a lot about Burundi because that's mostly what I know, but that's also what I'm passionate about. Uh, but I decided today to um, talk about something different uh, just for one episode. We'll come back to Burundi, but I uh, wanted to talk about something that I've noticed. Uh, if you've been, if you spend as much time as I spend on the internet, you've probably seen hashtag this flag, you've probably seen videos, probably seen tweets, uh, or probably in the news. Uh, it took off um, a lot in the past couple of months, you'd say? Yeah, since about July, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's been pretty much everywhere. It's kind of, it's not dying down. It's still quite there, but not as much as, the, as, as it was in the past couple of months. So I found out about it on Twitter. Can you tell me like how you first heard about the movement and what your, was your first reaction? Okay, before I say anything about this flag, <laughs> I just want to qualify um, my perspective. I am no expert on Zimbabwean issues, just a passionate citizen right um, and a lot of the things are confusing because citizen movements are that way there's no real authority on it so this is 
purely my perspective. So um, how did I first hear about it? Uh, it would have been on social media as well. Um, I think I first saw the hashtag on Facebook, actually. Um, I have a few friends who were linked to the guy who started the hashtag. Um, his, his name is Pastor E. And I first saw his videos. But you know when you see the video and you don't click on it because I was just like, <laughs> what's this about? Right. <laughs> yeah. But eventually um, I started, you know, watching what he was talking about and it didn't start as a movement per se it just started as a rant mm-hmm. um of this guy and then it picked up yeah okay so so this guy pastor e uh pastor ivan <laughs> depends how you want to pronounce it yeah <laughs> pastor ivan <laughs> right so he was just giving the usual social media facebook rant but he videotaped it and shared it on his facebook you know, I wouldn't call it the usual. Right. A lot of people rant about Zimbabwe. Our situation is not new. And um, our economic downfall, our political um, sort of situation isn't new. So many people do rant. But his wasn't the usual because he had a very clear message. Um, he was using this flag. So he was using a national symbol, which is very unifying. And he's a great orator. He's a great speaker. So you could re- like already tell from the first videos that there's something here you know he was um speaking in a way that resonated with a lot of people so yeah okay was that intentional though or was it kind of accidental in the way that the movement started the movement i think started accidentally in the sense that i don't know that he knew it would gain such a big following but i don't think he was unintentional in what he was doing he wanted to get his message out and he wanted to get people talking and I think it's why he chose a national symbol like the flag. Um, it was something that everybody could relate to and everybody could use. So I don't think he was unintentional. I don't know that he had a clear plan. Um, and I don't know that he anticipated um, just how big it became. Um, yeah, but I do think... Uh, and I mean, if you listen to the guy, he's a preacher. He knows how to get people worked up. He <laughs> right, knows right, how to right, right. touch emotions. Mm-hmm. So it was very intentional in that sense, I think. Okay. Now, I was reading, when I was reading up on it, uh, it seemed to me that the government did take it seriously. And, I mean, from the way that it came about, like you said, it was an intentional uh, Facebook rant, but he didn't expect it to gather uh, that much publicity or even following. So how did it go from being mocked by, you know, government officials and critics to actually presenting a real threat to the government? (laughs) <laughs> That's an interesting question. Our government has an interesting history with social media, and so do um, citizens in Zimbabwe, in that he's not the first person to make a move on social media that ruffles the government. Um, we have the likes of Itai Zamara, who um, was another activist who used Facebook and was then, we mostly believe, abducted by the government. Um, so it's not the first irrational reaction of the ZANU-PF government to a social media person. But I think what happened was um, uh, Pastor E took it further and made it political when he rallied people to do what we call stayaways in Zimbabwe, which is a form of a form of protest where you don't go to work, you don't you know participate in daily life. Everybody stays home as a message to government, as a message to you know, um, to those that rule that, you know, were fed up. So he called for this, and this may have coincided with people's other frustrations. It may have coincided with um, civil servants at the time were protesting. Um, they hadn't been paid in months. 
So a lot of things were happening, and what it appeared to look like was he called for this day away in July, and people stayed away. Like, the streets were empty, people didn't go to work, and it therefore seemed like his movement went from just something on the internet to something very real on the streets, and I think that's what started to ruffle um, government. So a combination of, you know, his charisma and the situation, uh, like, in Zimbabwe at the time, you'd say uh, what sort of, like took it from just a social media campaign to a real campaign? I think so. I mean, my opinion is I don't think we'll ever know how many people, like, literally received the tweet and therefore stayed <laughs> away. Right. Um, so I don't know how much we can attribute to him per se and to the other movements that were happening at that time, like I said, the civil servants. But it all seemed to combine anyways, at least from somebody like out here like me looking, it all seemed to combine in this massive stay away, mm -hmm. which he had a definite important role in. So Okay, yeah. okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, one of the more fascinating aspects of the movement for me anyway was uh, the specific demands that Pastor E and uh, the hashtag this flag movement uh, was uh, making, so the, the demands that they were making. So it was sort of different from the demands that we are used to to popular uprisings in, say, like in Burundi last year. People wanted Nkurunziza not to run for a third term. They didn't want him to run. And we see that even currently in Venezuela where the people want the president to, uh, they want to remove the president. But from what I've seen and from the demands, official demands that I saw on Twitter, these guys weren't trying to tell Mugabe to step down, not directly anyway. Well, you know, <laughs> it's interesting you say that because I remember this one time, I, I have a group of friends that are extremely political and we WhatsApp about everything. I remember this one time, um, I sent a message and I was like, guys, does anyone, <laughs> is anyone quite clear about what the demands <laughs> of this flag are? Right. Are people asking the guy to step down? And we right. had to like sort of, you know, go through all the tweets and messages to figure out. And the truth is, this is what citizen movements are. It's, uh, it's hard to define who the this flag people are. There are many other movements going on. There's hashtag Tajamuka, which means, um, you know, we're, 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 we're protesting, we're up in arms, and everybody has a different set of demands. But I do agree with you that I don't think Pastor E at any time called for Mugabe to step down. P correct me if I'm wrong. I didn't come across that tweet or <laughs> that message. He was making... Um, demands for government and for the president to change, right. to bring about economic change, to bring about political change. He was saying we're fed up, and his message was that of we're not being violent, we're not trying to overthrow you, we just want you to do better. Like that was to me his message. Yeah. So, and 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 I find that interesting because uh, a lot of times when again when we have these popular uprisings, it's you know. Like and even the critics, the government usually say, "Oh, you are being used by the West for regime change," but <laughs> but this flag wasn't necessarily advocating for regime change. And part of the reason I think, part of the reason I think that's the case, or part of the reason that makes me think like that, is because it wasn't attached to any specific political party. Right, but and, and I think it makes it interesting that he wasn't calling for regime change because it made it very hard for the government to make mm. any kind of serious, yeah. um, you know, uh, statement against him. Right, right. So <laughs> they came. ZANU-PF has very standard ways they come against people who yeah. stand up against them. They call you agents of regime change and you know uh, puppets of the West <laughs> looking for a regime change agenda or in something. In that accent. In that accent. <laughs> um, and so they.
they, they rolled out all these statements, but they didn't make sense in the face of Pastor E's movement because he was never calling for regime change. He was asking for the powers that be to be better. So I think that made it difficult to navigate for government, for sure. But, I mean, they did still find their ways to twist his words. Of course, they are masters at that. So right. <laughs> now, uh, speaking of Pastor E, um, the guy, like we said before, is not political, at least from the outside looking in, um, or the message that he tries to uh, to portray is that he's not political. Uh, did that help the movement or hurt the movement, in your opinion? Another interesting question. I think the question of political versus non-political is going to be the deciding factor of the fate of my country. Mm -hmm. To be honest, I think our history with politics has made us an apolitical people right. in the sense that... Um, we're, we're scared of politics. It's a dirty word. Politics has led Zimbabweans down so much that it seemed virtuous that Pastor E was not being political. Um, and I think that's what initially gained him his following, that he wasn't trying um, to line, align with any of the political parties who've all let us down or starting to, you know, his, his, his own thing. So I think it's what gained him his following. But I don't know that change will come from a non-political movement. I think our fights with ZANU-PF are inherently political. Mm -hmm. It's this grip they have on how our elections and our politics and all these really political things work. So I don't know that something like this is what is going to bring about the kind of change we're looking for, mm -hmm, to be honest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. But that's just me. So you don't think it helped the movement by him not being political? Like, I it would have been better if there was... I don't know that. Alignment. I think each part of, and if you just study any revolution, if you study any political movements, even if this doesn't become a revolution, I think every moving part is important. Right. And this is probably the start we needed. Mm -hmm. If somebody mm -hmm. came mm -hmm. out guns blazing political, mm -hmm. I can assure you I was <laughs> never going to open that link. <laughs> like, I have no time for Zimbabwean politicians. <laughs> That's right? a Zimbabwean thing, though. Yes, hey? it is. And it's just because of our history with it. We right. We believe in a party and they let us down. So I, I think it was important that it started that way, but I do think it's important. And I think that's what's happening now. I don't know that this flag is dying. I think what's happening is more political sort of movements and people are coming up. And I think that's an important next step too. So right. Yeah. Okay, so now as, as we're speaking, Pastor E is no longer in Zimbabwe. So um, he got arrested uh, for a bit, uh, then got released to a hero's welcome, I may say. There's a very iconic photo on uh, going around on Twitter uh, of the night that he got released. And then he left to go to South Africa for some tours, then went to the, to the States where he is now. And there was a lot of backlash from the people about that. Um, why do you think people felt like they were being abandoned? Again, an interesting question. You ask such interesting questions. I know. I'm just <laughs> a goofy. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> it's all I right. <laughs> There's um, many of you out there. <laughs> I think what it is, um, and I and I get people who are frustrated. Um, again, Zimbabweans have an interesting history with 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 diasporans in the sense that um, some people believe people who leave are traitors because there's so much that people who stay behind have to go through. With Pastor E, one of his main messages was "Hatichachka," which means we are no longer afraid. Right. Which meant that do what you want to us. We're no longer afraid. We're going to speak out. Him running away seemed to look like 
he was afraid in the <laughs> right. face of him saying mm. he wasn't afraid. Mm-hmm. And the fact that so many people came out for him yeah. and um, spoke up for him and left work to go and get this man out of jail <laughs> and then were left sort of, you know, alone, so as to speak, of course there would be a sense of frustration and, and a sense of you started this and now you've left us in this mess. And right. then it doesn't help that there's been such an incredible crackdown on protests and citizens ever since, you know. So I get that people feel um, a little let down by him. But I will say this. We also have a tendency as a people to want a hero. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We <laughs> um, and I don't know why. I don't know that it's a, uh, an only Zimbabwean symptom. It's nice to so. have somebody to rally behind. Yeah, yeah. And one thing that happened when he came up is I kept thinking to myself, he's going to let us down. And it's probably <laughs> because we're putting all our hopes in one guy. Right. And I think him leaving is good in a sense because it's made other people think, you <laughs> know what? Screw that. I still believe something needs to happen. And so you have many little movements now. And maybe that's what it'll take. Like Maybe we don't need this massive sweeping movement. Maybe we need enough little movements in so mm. many places that you don't know who to target. You mm. don't know who. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. there may be some merit in that. But yeah, that's it. You ran away. <laughs> that's, 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 but then again, I must say this. Um, his family was in danger. Right. He um, has a young wife, a young family. And I completely, completely understand. I mean, we ran away. Yeah, <laughs> I'm here. Yeah. So, you know, I get it. I get it. Right, right. Okay. Now, I mean, having, you know, experienced this uh, firsthand, I mean, by firsthand, I mean, you're Zimbabwean and this is something that is happening in your country. Uh, and you've studied politics. Uh, do you think movements like uh, hashtag this flag can succeed in our countries? Or do you think there is space for them? Uh, there's a future for them? I think there's a future for them. I do. Um, I just think we need to analyze them and understand them with a bit of caution. Right. Um, I think it depends who you are. Mm. The way this movement and these kind of movements play out depends on who you are. So if you are a millennial, (laughs) you're on (laughs) Facebook and Twitter, um, and you're tuned into these things, it seems like this thing took our country by storm. Right. Because that's all the hashtags you saw. I don't know that every Zimbabwean on the street was tuned in to that kind of thing. Even um, though like cell phone technology and internet are really, you know, much more widespread in our country than before, I think it's easy to overstate Mm. um, the effect that they Mm. have. Not to then say they have no effect because Mm -hmm. once you hear and you spread word of mouth, you know, it does. All I'm saying is we need to analyze them with caution. I always like hear people say, you know, the Arab Spring was a Twitter (laughs) and I'm like, was it like I don't know that we know that you right, know what I mean? Right, I right. think there are many more forces that come into play, but I do think they have an important role in getting people overseas involved. Mm-hmm. And I don't know um, any revolution that I've studied um, that didn't involve people overseas. Yeah. Um, it gets media involved, mm-hmm. and again, most revolutions need media, so they are important push points. But I don't think it it means we neglect now the important on the ground actual work. The majority of our countries are in the rural areas. Those guys are not tweeting. Like, <laughs> that's just the truth. You know what I right, mean? Like right, right, right. <laughs> they're not tweeting. So we are different from the West in that sense, and we have to be conscious of that, I think. Yeah. Well, Rumbi, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> um, so she's not going anywhere. We'll be right back uh, with uh, the next segment. Thank you for the talk on uh, this flag. You're welcome. Thank you. All right, uh, welcome back to the Alan Show. So I'm um, continuing my conversation here with uh, uh, Rumbi. 
Um, and I'm trying out a new segment. It's called Three Things. Uh, so this is the first time that we're doing it, but I think I'm going to continue doing it uh, going forward. So I'm going to be asking my guests three questions about three things, um, and we'll see how that goes. If it's awful, let me know. If it's great, also let me know. So let's start with books, because I know you love reading. Uh, yes. <laughs> what three books have you read uh, that have had the most impact on your life? Okay, first one is Ant Hills of the Savannah by Chinua Achebe. Um, it's honestly the most brilliant book I've ever read. It's so clever. And um, one of the main characters is the first man I ever fell in love with, and then Achebe killed him. I'm not jealous <laughs> at all. <laughs> um, second one is called uh, Zenzele, A Letter to My Daughter by Nozipo Maraire, a Zimbabwean author. It's not like amazing in terms of literary you know, sense, but it's a really good insight into Zimbabwe and our history, and it's a good feel. And um, the last one is Cry the Beloved Country by Alan Payton, and it's because my dad and I have such a connection over that book, and it's brilliant um, history on South African apartheid. Read it. Okay. Um, I'm so, I'm kind of hurt that you didn't put the book that you made me read when we first met well i made you read it to check if i wanted to date you and the <laughs> fact that you read it <laughs> it's called nervous conditions by Titi um, it was a test uh, well, then. well <laughs> i passed because we're here uh moving on <laughs> what are your three favorite cities so the cities that you've been to i know you travel a lot uh, <laughs> i do travel a lot but i travel to the <laughs> same cities Okay, I loved Edinburgh because it's so beautiful. The architecture is amazing. Um, I loved London um, because it's just so cosmopolitan and I just loved it. And H Town, <laughs> Harare, the place to I be. I don't think that counts. <laughs> that's your hometown. <laughs> like, that no, doesn't it count. Counts. That's it. Like, I hated New York. Oh my gosh, I hate that city. Um, that's the other thing. No, I, I didn't ask if you. If I know, I know. I'm trying to go to all the ones I know. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, last question. Uh, what three things are you excited about right now or looking forward to? Okay. Um, I'm excited because it's my birthday week. I oh turned yeah. 25 <laughs> on the 25th. <laughs> Anyone out there listening? <laughs> She's um, accepting presents, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also excited because I just wrapped up my master's degree, nice. um, and it was so painful, but I'm so happy it's done. Um, and I'm also excited because my best friend and older sister is expecting a baby, and I love babies. So, yeah, that's coming up. I know you want to be to say the U.S. election, but I hate U.S. politics. Um, so that's just no. I know you. you're not <laughs> excited about that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> that's me. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming. This was fun. This was fun. Yeah, you should come back. I will. Awesome. Thank Bye. you. All right, that's it for the show. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Again, share the podcast and uh, send me your feedback. Uh, I'm really excited about upcoming episodes. We'll be talking about the Burundian identity. I'm looking forward to that. So should be coming in the next couple of weeks. Uh, thank you so much for listening, and uh, I hope you have a wonderful week.